This podcast is brought to you by Mezcala Nursery, located at 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805. Mezcala, family-owned, family-ran since 2007. This place is my happy place, you guys. I'm there all the time. It's a giant piece of property full of greenhouses packed to the brim of everything you can possibly imagine, from your landscaping needs to houseplants to cactus and succulents. They even have a greenhouse solely dedicated to rare and obscure collector specimens. I'm talking, I've seen Monstera albos there. I've seen tide constellations there. Rare collector specimens that I can't even find online, I find them there. If you head over to their Instagram, at Mezcala Nursery, they keep their stories updated daily of these plants that can come and go really quick. You could miss it. Make sure to go check it out. Not only that, they treat you like family. I bring my kids with me, you guys, and I always have an amazing experience. Such great customer service, so helpful, so knowledgeable, and prices that can't be beat. Bring them a price from another nursery, they'll beat it. Bring them a price from a big box store, they're going to beat it. 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805, Mezcala Nursery. Tell them I sent you. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. I'm here today with my guest, Crazy for Cactus, or Kevin. This conversation took place on March 23rd, 2021. Kevin shares his background story and how he discovered his love for plants and how that's evolved with time. We also got the opportunity to talk about something that really excited me. We dove a little bit into some spirituality and how that's incorporated into plants as well for us. I've been amazed by the similarities that I continue to run into with the guests I've had on the podcast and the people that I've met in the plant community. It's just been an amazing experience and I'm super grateful that I had the opportunity to talk to Kevin and uh, I'm really looking forward to doing this again with him. So we'll just jump right into it. Here's Kevin. Crazy for Cactus in the house. Yeah, Crazy for Cactus in the house. You want to tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, born and raised in uh, Orange County, California. Okay. Um, I'm currently married with uh, my junior high school sweetheart. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, 14 years. And I got a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old. Okay. And uh, my trade uh, is uh, technology, so I'm a technologist primarily in the uh, cloud technology space. Okay. And, uh, you know, I kind of say that the, the plant stuff is my the yin to my yang. Okay. You know, I, I bang on a keyboard all day and, you know, all engaged in, you know, complex technology things. And the plant stuff is what keeps me sane, you know. That's beautiful. So mostly indoor work, like you were inside grinding? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, before COVID was working in an office, that a few roles where I, I traveled a bit all over the country you know, got to see some, some cool parts, but, uh, for the most part now with COVID it's, you know, working out of the bedroom Yeah, as it's, you know, has its own set of challenges or, you know, was challenging, I guess at first when, when we all were working from home, but you know, everybody's fairly well settled in now, I think. Yeah. The new, yeah. the new normal. The, definitely the new normal. Yeah. They're talking about like putting 
certain schools like offering a, a separate track for people that want to do virtual school, which is crazy. Yeah, my kids are in hybrid, so they go to school every day for just a couple of hours, and then they okay. come home like around lunchtime and take a break, and then jump back on Zoom, you know, from home. It seems to work, and I think it's it's good for them, you know, getting if nothing else, the social aspect of it, you know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah. it's it's good. It's working out. So where did you uh, where did the plants start in your story? You know, the plants started. Um, geez, let's think. Probably about. 12, 13 years ago, and my wife and I, we got married, uh, and we moved into Rancho Santa Margarita, which is in South Orange County. Okay. And it's kind of, it's kind of way up the hill, Alicia, kind of way out there. And the yard had like, like palms and it had like kind of generic stuff, but there really wasn't a lot of it. It was just kind of like fairly sparse. And I remember I was out there one day, you know, doing some yard work, kind of cleaning up and the neighbor said, oh yeah, you know, the people who used to live here, you know, they tried growing all kind of stuff and it just, nothing grows here. The, the dirt must be junk hmm. and kind of thinking about it now, you know, perhaps it was maybe like all clay or it was just, you know, it just wasn't really rich, you know, for growing stuff. And so my wife and I went down to the nursery and kind of explained to the guy like, Hey, we're in Rancho Santa Margarita. Not much really does well out there except for like you know, your, your typical generic stuff. We want to get something cool, you know, for the yard to kind of you know, make it look neat. And he, the guy said, you know, what about cactus and succulents? And I think before that time, I don't even know if I knew what a succulent was. <laughs> and so we like went out and oh, that looks cool. This looks cool. And we bought stuff solely based upon what we thought looked cool. Right. Uh -huh. And I want to say like, I, I think I even bought like a little dragon tree and like uh, some, some spiky cactus and maybe, oh, I bought a, an agave blue glow. And at the time those were like, you know, 80 bucks or something, you know? So we, yeah. we dropped a few bucks. And we planted all that stuff in the back planter and in the front. And surprisingly, it all did really, really well. How cool so that is that? Kind of, yeah, so that was kind of the, the intro to it. Uh -huh. and so we collected a few things over the next couple of years. Um, but it wasn't really until we moved into the house I'm in now, which is about four years ago, mm -hmm. where, uh, you know, there was a lot of like kind of hedges and just kind of your typical stuff here as well. And I wanted to redo some stuff. Uh -huh. And so I am a big technology guy, obviously. And so I'm all over Facebook marketplace and offer up and let go and Craigslist and people are giving away stuff. They sure you know, are. Or we're redoing our yards, you know, or what I heard a lot was, you know, we've got these spiky plants and we've got grandkids and we need to move them kind of thing. <laughs> and so people, and for me, like I, I got no shame, man. I've got a shovel and a truck. Like I'll, you know, I'll tell you some stories of some crazy adventures and so we went over to this lady's house uh, for some succulent cuttings uh -huh. and she gave us a bunch of stuff. And then she looks over and she says, you want one of those? And it was a giant agave perii. I mean, talking like three, three and a half, four foot wide, like just a massive plant. Okay. And I was like, yeah. And so we loaded, we dug that thing up, loaded it up. And she goes, you want that one too? And I was like, yeah. And then she gave me like a big like euphorbia plant. I didn't even know what euphorbias were at the time. Mm -hmm. And so by the time like we got home and you know we laid it all out in the garage, we had like a garage full of cuttings. Like this lady, you know, was just so generous. And then I started planting this stuff. And I remember looking at that agave, and I was like, oh, that is an absolutely beautiful plant. Like what a what a work of art. Like mm -hmm. it just the color and the spikes and the everything about it. Like I just fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. And so I hit Google. 
and I, I put in agave plants and I started looking at pictures and I'm like, holy shit. Like it was, it just blew my mind how, and I guess I just never thought about it. Right. And so that really began the search for me collecting every freaking agave known to man. And so back then I was very like linear. And so I, I only collected agaves. Mm. Like, and I just, I went down that rabbit hole, found every agave grower, tried to understand every agave species and, you know, ended up having, you know, somewhere like around 150 different potted species that you, you name it, I had it, you know, kind of went down that, that route. So that's kind of where the introduction into the, the plant world began. What a cool story. Yeah. That's inspiring, man. And you just ran with it, huh? Yeah. You know, I, I posted something on Instagram yesterday and it was a big giant uh, metal shelving unit that I just installed and there's plants all over it. And, and I kind of, my famous saying is anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Right. Okay. So if you know me, you'll get to know me here, but you know, if you, you know, there's definitely some obsessive compulsive tendencies. I think the collector, like okay. I, I embody all that. And, and huh. frankly, I, I celebrate all that. Right. So truthfully, uh, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. And so I, if I'm going to do it, I'm, I'm all in, man, you know, I'm all in. Yeah. And so, you know, with the agaves, you know, I kind of ran out of steam a little bit. I'd collected not everything, but you know, it got to a point where, you know, I had most of the species and then like the next level stuff was like the crazy, crazy stuff where we're looking at, you know, $500 minimum, 1200, like just super expensive stuff. And so I kind of ran out of steam mm. and then I found euphorbias. And so euphorbia is probably more passionate about those than I was about agaves, which is hard to believe. Wow. And so probably for the next year and a half, I went down the euphorbia rabbit hole and that is such a cool plant you got different forms and colors and spikes and columnars and clusters and like crazy, crazy euphorbias. And so kind of now full circle where I'm at is I coining myself as kind of an equal opportunity plant nut. Okay. So, you know, and I'm kind of in that space where I don't necessarily care if it's rare or it's, you know, really what it just has to appeal visually. You know, I look at it and it's cool and it's got some neat spikes and it's going to flower and it's got colors and tall and spiky, whatever it is. If I like it visually, whether it's common or uncommon or rare or whatever, you know, I'm all about that. And so, you know, I've been the last six months, maybe been collecting just a little bit about everything. Okay. How vast yeah. of a collection of agaves do you have? You know, I've offloaded a few, you know, I, I think I got to a point where, you know, I had enjoyed them enough. Okay. And I'm done I, with and Next. Yeah, well, not so much. Yeah, but you know, I, I, you know, I met enough people that that love them and are interested in them, and so uh -huh. you know, it's time to let them go live a second, live that their second life with somebody else. Okay. You know, and so you know, I'm big on trading, so I'm totally down to trade. You know, an agave for two little cactus, or you know, an agave for a cool euphorbia, or you know, whatever it is. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, yeah. What was there something that you were as passionate about? Uh, prior to your discovery of, of agaves? Because it sounds like you go all in. Was that technology for you prior to that? You know, surprisingly, no. Um, I think prior to the plant topic, uh -huh. what I went down the rabbit hole probably equally as passionate about was spirituality. Oh. And so, you, you know, my attention I think, now. 
Yeah. So I think right, right around when I turned 30, you know, call it midlife crisis, call it, you know, whatever you want. Okay. You know, there was this, I think, overwhelming feeling of, of dissatisfaction or disease or, you know, just kind of that, you know, things were okay. Right. You know, mm-hmm. But I just didn't feel comfortable, you know, being okay. And so I remember I was at work and I can remember exactly that I Googled, I think I came across like a Deepak Chopra quote or something. Okay. And so I just Googled Deepak Chopra and then just started reading. And then that was really it. I just started going down the rabbit hole and reading every piece of spiritual literature that I could find, you know, reading books by, you know, Wayne Dyer and, and subscribing to, you know, women like Gabby Bernstein and Oprah Winfrey was doing her show and Eckhart Tolle and, you know, all these heavy hitters and just, you know, absorbing, you know, these really thought leaders and kind of how they were transforming their lives, you know, through, you know, I think call it technology that through these different, different practices. Sure. And then, you know, probably six months or so later, I came across a Vietnamese Buddhist monk named Thich Nhat Hanh. Mm -hmm. And he is, uh, part of, you know, there's a Deer Park Monastery, which is in Escondido, but okay. um, he, he runs a place in France called Plum Village. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things where I started reading and it just, it completely smacked me right in the face. I was like, oh my God, this completely makes sense. This completely resonates. This is everything I've been looking for. And so that's where I went down that hole for, you know, several years of going on silent retreats and you know, oh, wow. meditation and, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh wrote like a hundred books. And so, you know, I went all in on, on that part. And I really feel like, um, you know, it added a beautiful layer to my life. Yes. And, you know, it was one of those things that I just, I explored and, and I think really uh, maybe perhaps avoided a significant midlife crisis, because I think maybe that was my midlife crisis that, you know, I was trying, I was, I was on this quest or this search for, meaning and spirituality mm-hmm. and i found it through a at the time and you know 85 year old vietnamese buddhist monk you know yeah that's fascinating yeah. um yeah yeah i don't know it, if you ident- do you identify with any particular spiritual practice or are you just carving your own path i, I would qualify as a as a practicing buddhist for sure okay okay yeah yeah i read i've read some books on buddhism i, I was actually locked up for like six months and uh I read this Buddhist book front to back a handful of times and I read the four agreements and, uh, I Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah. Love that book. Love that. That's a great book. Self-improvement is super important to me. So everything you just said really resonates with me. I felt like, um, I had like a God sized hole. I was walking around with this and I don't like the word God, but, uh, for lack of a better term, I felt that I have had a spiritual illness for a really long time and I was trying to resolve that with, substances or distractions or unhealthy habits, whatever it may be. And, um, yeah, finding rituals has changed my life, like incorporating something ritualistic into my day every single day has brought me a lot of peace and, and, and calm and understanding. So I appreciate that. And would you say that the plants are part of your spiritual path? 110%, you know, and I, and I, I don't say it jokingly that, you know, there's a yin to my gang. Yes, they are absolutely a, a savior in a lot of regards. And, you know, I've, I've listened to Jesse and Troy and Vic and really you know, listened to you, you know, your podcast with those guys. And, and they all touched on it in one way or another in sure. their own way. 
um, there's something very spiritual about growing something or caring for something like that, mm-hmm. you know, but I'll go a step like deeper. I think for me, and I, and I was, had this idea of doing a sticker. So if any of you guys out there don't steal my sticker idea, but I was thinking about doing a sticker, like a triangle, right? Mm-hmm. And inside the center of the triangle is really called it plants, right? Whatever that plant is, cactus, ephorbia, whatever plant g- gets you going, mm-hmm. right? At the top of the triangle, I think would be nature. So the plants have totally reconnected me to nature. Yes. Um, there's a guy down in San Diego named Lynn, and he said something to me one time about, you know, yeah, you know, I think people can be plant blind. Mm. And I think, and it, it, so we walk around all day, and I just don't think that people, at least for me, I didn't recognize or notice or give a shit about all the plants that are around. Yes. And so, getting into cactus and succulents, right, really for me, connected me to nature, reconnected me to nature. Mm. So now I'm way, way more aware of, you know, my surroundings and the plants that live around me and habitat and all kinds of different things. So that's the top of the triangle. And then I think the left, the left side of the triangle, which it was very surprising, was the community aspect, right? Mm. Is that when I got into plants and I fell in love with that first agave perii, I had no idea that I would meet so many freaking unbelievable people. Yeah. I mean, like it's insane. And the guys you have had on your show, like I know all those guys, you know, and they're all great guys and there's 150 more. Right. And what's crazy is like, we're meeting them through social media, through Instagram, becoming Instagram friends. Well, these I've met more people in the last year through COVID because of plants and done so many cool adventures than I ever have in my entire life. So it's given me this, this forum and almost like, like I qualify to be your friend because we like plants. Right. And like that, that opens the door. And what I find is like, it's so surprising how similar we are in the way that we think and our spirituality and the community. Mm -hmm. And like, it, we're almost all like cut from the same sort of cloth. Right. right? Yes. It just totally trips me out. And then really the last side of the triangle for me was, was really art or artistic. And I, and I never would have coined myself being any sort of artist in any form or fashion, but with the plants being so beautiful and what you can do with them, I found myself completely gravitating to trying to take pictures that showcase the, 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 the beauty of the plant mm-hmm. and finding the right uh, handmade pot, like, like a uh, variegated Troy makes these killer pots. Right. And yeah. so finding the right pot for the right plant and then the right top dressing and a little rock to accent it, accent it, find somewhere in the yard with a cool backdrop and turn the pot so that it's got the right perfect side and take a killer picture of it and, you know, showcase that. And so there's a big artistic piece to that, that I really enjoy. And so, you know, some of my, uh, Instagram friends kind of joke that like, I'll buy a plant from them. And, you know, 18 minutes later, I'm already home repotting it and staging it. And, you know, you know, they're like, geez, man, you know, you don't waste any time. Well, it's yeah. like, that's a part of what I really love. You know, I love getting a killer plant that's in a junky plastic pot, you know, sometimes very neglected or sometimes, and then just upgrading that vessel and making it just a freaking, you know, showpiece. Yeah. So I think those three pieces really uh, kind of describe, you know, what that original agave perii 
you know, turned me into. I Googled it and, you know, a couple of years later, kind of here we are, you know? Well, I would say you succeeded in that effort to uh, artistically express yourself um, with the final step being, I guess, shooting the photo or maybe the final step is putting it out, putting the content out. Um, I also think that, uh, like, I believe in divine intervention. There's been so many things that have happened in my life that um, I, I couldn't explain uh, how, how it occurred and how perfectly timed and, and the changes that happened because of that. So I, I, I personally believe that div- there's a divine connection here that brought us to do this, to have this conversation right now, um, you know, and this feeling that I'm getting with you uh, is very nice. And somebody commented today, somebody sent me a message saying how relaxing the podcast was. And I, that was like the ultimate compliment. I was just like, you know, really stoked to hear that. Yeah. And I'm still, that's true. Yeah. And and I think what it really comes down to is, is what I get from you is you're passionate about what you're doing. You're doing something that you love. And I know you don't even need to tell me that when we're off the air or we're off this, that you're thinking about how how you want this to be. You're, you're ruminating on the flow. (laughs) You're thinking about the setting, right? And so what that really comes down to is you are manifesting these conversations, right? Mm-hmm. So you're manifesting what this podcast is and is going to be. Mm-hmm. You're manifesting bringing people like me who are equally as passionate as you are. But on the other side, I'm doing the same thing, Yeah. right? I love awesome people. I love awesome plants. My wife, I was telling her, I go, yeah, I'm gonna go upstairs and do this podcast. She goes, Oh yeah, you'll have no problem talking for you know three hours about plants. Oh, I'm glad. You know? I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I mean, I asked my daughter. You know, said, "Hey, I'm doing a podcast," and she goes, "What are you going to talk about?" Oh, what, what do you think I'm going to talk about? <laughs> my two favorite things: me and plants. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. also got a, a comment about um, inclusivity, uh, which I it, it might seem this way. I know I've had three men in a row, but it was not intentional. I do have two women coming up, uh, and these two women happen to be uh, people of color, like myself. And um, I'm not entirely sure how I've choose- chosen my guests. It's just kind of happened. You know, I'm not yeah. like seeking anybody out in particular. People have made suggestions. Also, I mean, I'm, I'm a dad, you know, I got a 10 month old that just went to sleep like five minutes ago. So I'm like, you know, trying to fit it into my life too, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, there is, uh, you know, you, you mentioned uh, inclusivity, right? There is a, I'd say odd, an oddly supportive community when it comes to this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, it, and it's not that it's, it's just me, you know, feeling it, you know, run through Instagram, you know, read the comments, yeah. you know, I mean, like, people are sharing all kinds of things, right? They're sharing their plants and their time and their people are showing people are answering questions you know, we don't see all the behind the scenes stuff. Right. And then these people are doing, you know, like, uh, like Jesse, Euphoria, Euphoria, you know, doing, uh, you know, raffles and things, right. donating to charity. Like this just, you know, like Troy, I, 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 he talked about Gary Duke, you know, mm-hmm. the relationship that those guys have. Right. And so there's just 5 million examples of, you know, people completely connecting over plants, but really service serving, serving each other, yeah. In a way that's just, it's beautiful, right? Because we like freaking spiky cactus plants, agave <laughs> things, right? Like it's, you know, like that's, that's your entry. Like, how do you, how do I qualify to be in this group? Right. Do you like cactus? Well, yeah, you're in. Right. That's it. Absolutely. 
you know. But I think that you know the the interesting piece and the piece that I often think about is is that I am uniquely blessed with others down here that we live in the mecca of this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly there's killer plants all over the world, and and I think more and more people are growing desert-related plants in places that you wouldn't think they generally would grow. Right. But you know, Orange County, L.A., especially San Diego, like this stuff is is it grows like wheat. Yeah. And so for me, you know, to go check out, you know, epic collections and, you know, great stuff, um, you know, it's just, it's an hour drive. You know, there's nurseries around that, that have been doing this for forever. And sometimes I think I forget that, you know, I just post this stuff because I'm running into cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I do is I get a lot of comments uh, or, or DMs, you know, from people in Michigan or in Canada or, you know, wherever that this stuff is not common. Yeah. You know, and they really appreciate, you know, all kinds of things. They appreciate the artistic piece of it. They appreciate the the knowledge drop. They appreciate the whatever it is. They you know, they just appreciate it. And I think that's part of what keeps me going on some of these adventures is, you know, that I get to share a little bit of my world down here with whoever tends to be listening and watching at the time. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing about the internet, that exchange yeah. of knowledge that's like infinite. Yeah. Yeah. What are you working on right now? I I just watched, by the way, I just watched uh, your guys' plant shopping in Arizona video. Yeah. That was awesome. Shout out to Cactus Quest. Uh, Cactus Quest is the man. Yeah. That was an incredible collection. I can't imagine what that was like. Yeah. We, uh, so that was a a complete bonsai trip. So he had just been to Arizona, I think like two or three weeks before. And from here, that's a good seven hour drive. So, you know, we're not talking quick and so my birthday was coming up my birthday was february 21st mm-hmm. and so we were we were chatting and i was like dude i really i'm gonna go i want to go to arizona for my birthday like i just want to go hit these places and he was like shit really i'm like yeah man that's like that's what i want to do for like my birthday weekend it doesn't have to be on my birthday weekend but like close mm-hmm. and she's like i'll roll and i was like all right let's do it and so we left at I think two thirty in the morning on Friday morning, and we drove seven hours to uh, Tucson, and we dropped by uh, Plants for the Southwest, which was just absolutely amazing. Um, they have, I think, the world's largest and most complete collection of lithops mm-hmm. that it would just blow your mind. And then the rest of the stuff they had copiapoas and and area carpets, just stuff that just you know quantity mass quantities of stuff that you just don't see. And then we went over to Arid Lands, which Hunter in the video kind of coins that as Euphorbia headquarters, mm-hmm. which was for a Euphorbia lover, like mind blowing, yeah. like rows and rows, like two, three hoop houses of just insane. You know, I've been collecting Euphorbia for a year and a half. And like I said, I, I go deep. And so I feel like I'm fairly learned. I, like, I, I don't know them all, but, mm-hmm. you know, I know enough. And there was, I turned her everywhere I was turning. I was like, oh, never seen that. Never heard of that. What is that? That's cool. crazy. Like, you know, and, and stuff where I'm looking at it in four or five inch pots all day long. And they got one that's like four feet tall, you know, like mm. just crazy stuff. Um, and then we went over to Box and Box has like a, a massive, massive amount of like 10 inch cactuses, like just feral cactus and kind of just rows and rows and rows and rows of stuff. But what they have, that's just unbelievable. 
is they've got a specimen room yeah. that just is ridiculous. I mean, mostly mammalarious, but you know, we're talking 10, 15, 20 year old specimens of just sheer beauty. And like the, the paneling that's in that room, the light that hits in there, like you couldn't take a bad picture in that room if you tried. Yeah. And so, you know, we did, we shot all through there and then we wrapped that up with um, B and B cactus farm out in Phoenix, which was great. And they have a bunch of, of uh, uh, hoop houses and some great things. I picked up a really nice um, or uh, aloe peglare from those guys. And they have one of the most ginormous uh, euphorbia verosa. I have to throw some pictures on Instagram, but you know, mm-hmm. so each one of them in their own regard was just, you know, wonderful to visit. You know, and then, you know, Hunter and I had had done a few adventures. You know, before that we'd been out in habitat and yeah. we'd been out, you know, in the desert a little bit. You know, but spending time with someone like that, you know, call it fourteen plus hours in the car and then the hours driving around and then. Uh, you know, shooting video and whatever, like you get to know someone pretty well in, in right. a short period of time. And so, you know, just blessed to be able to, to do stuff like that. So, you know, it's one of those things where you, you get back home and it's like, you say high five and you, you know, love you, bro. See you soon. And it's like, when's the next one? Where, yeah. where, 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 where are we going next? You know? Yeah. And all we're doing is we're looking for plants, man. That's it. That's cool. Where, where, where are the cool plants at? Let's, let's roll. So you guys got some some coordinates of some maybe some not so well known spots that you go see plants in habitat. You don't have to share them, obviously, but I would no, imagine so the you do coordinates. Yeah, so you know we we went out to the California Nevada border uh-huh. uh, with Jeremy Spath hidden agave, which would be a great uh, podcast, um, and we saw some uh, agave utahensis, mm-hmm. uh, Eberspina, and Nevadensis variety. Um, that was pretty awesome. So I think really there's stuff in California, uh, stuff in the United States a little bit, but really where the, where the, the, the goods are, is really in Mexico. Yeah. So I think, you know, Baja and Tamaulipas and my place that on top of my list to visit would be Oaxaca. Okay. And so, you know, as I understand it, you know, there's not the most of most variety, but there's some really fantastic habitats around Oaxaca, but you know, according to some of the guys that I've been, that have been down there, it's got the full package. So it's the, the community, the, the locals, the food, the, you know, scenery, the plants, like it's, it's just one of those places you go spend 10 days and you come back, you know, mind blown kind of thing. Any monolithic, uh, monolithic structures in in that area? Yeah. I don't know. I I would presume so. Yeah. That would make it the ultimate package for me. Yeah. So, you know, you ask what kind of upcoming things are on the horizon. You know, what I've been trying to do really is is showcase and get involved with, um, call it longtime collectors. Okay. You know, those, those guys that have been doing it, you know, for 30, 20, 40 years that, you know, they, they're probably not social media guys. They're not out there. Yeah. They're, you know, but they have, you know, insane, beautiful collections of plants. And so what I try to do is see if I can get a connection with them, go, you know, buddy up, go check out their collection, take some pictures with permission, of course, and, and just blast that stuff all over Instagram and just, you know, let the world see, you know, some of these incredible specimens. I mean, some of these guys have stuff that is just, you just don't see it. Right. And I think, you know, unfortunately, I think there's a lot of these people out there. And I think unfortunately some of it is, is just behind closed doors. Yeah. You know, and at least in my opinion or experience, 
especially in COVID, and I think some of my other friends would agree, it seems to me that the interest in plants, whether it's buying and selling and trading or whatever it is, staging or uh, Instagram or, or YouTube, it is like quadrupled. Like it seems like the interest is, you know, now maybe people were stuck at home and were looking for an outlet or what it is, but you know, the amount of people that are kind of jumping on board is, is really inspiring. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just neat to see, you know, different people in different stages of where they're at. And, you know, I see people that are there down the rabbit hole of agaves. Right. And right. I'm like, you know, I, I know enough about agaves. I help you out. I can tell you where to go. Yeah. You know, so people, people hit me up all the time and say, Hey, I'm going down to San Diego. You know, where's the spot. Right. And I have a little notepad in my phone. I don't even type it out anymore. I just copy paste it and say, you know, go hit these spots. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Whittier Prick told me to, in, to ask you in particular about agaves. Uh, we were talking about death blooms. Uh, do you know what the proper name for that is? What? Uh, inflorescence. Okay. Uh, how, the, the, at what point does that happen? And is it, does it vary species by species? I think it varies by species by species. And, and I honestly don't know what would cause that. I think, well, I think that stress can certainly cause that okay. or damage to perhaps like the meristem or damage to the plant. But let's just say that there's a, a plant in habitat or a plant in your yard that is well taken care of or gets generally what it needs to, to thrive. You know, what would cause it to bloom? I, I honestly don't know. Mm. So I think, you know, sometimes they just do it like uh, those two agave perii that I told you I first got. Uh-huh. I got a pair of them. One of them bloomed about a year and a half ago or a year, at least at least a year ago, bloomed out and died. The mm-hmm. other one, it literally just started blooming like three days ago. No pups on so, the previous one when it when it went? No. Bummer. No. It, and so there are some some species that will produce bulbies bulbous okay. on top of the inflorescence. Okay. Like oh, wow. uh, a little short story. So my in-laws had like a really large space in their front yard that they wanted to put something cool. And I was on offer up or one of those. And I saw that somebody had an agave Vilmoriana. So a octopus agave, big mm-hmm. ass plant in a, in a wood box. And they wanted like 50 bucks for it. But this thing was like, I swear to God, like five feet wide by five feet tall. And so I showed it to him. I said, Hey, you think that would look cool in the front yard? They said, yeah, that would look amazing. And so I said, I'll go get it for you. But there's one condition. You guys got to roll with me. You got to go on the adventure with <laughs> me. So, so we took my father-in-law's truck and hoisted, lifted this thing in the truck and we got it out, put it, you know, there. And it, it lived its life in their front yard for, it was a short time, you know, but I think it was so root bound that we, you know, we really had to kind of you know, mix it up a little bit to get it in the ground. And I think just the stress of moving it and planting it and all that stuff, I believe probably forced it to bloom. Mm. But where I was getting at was this thing shot up an inflorescence that was I 30 feet tall. It was, it was way oh. above the roof line and all on the top of this inflorescence was bulbous. Uh-huh. So they were little, little miniature agave Vilmorianas. Yeah. And so what we did is as this thing was dying, we ripped all the little bulbous off. You know, I took 30 that brother and sister-in-law took some, my father-in-law. We all have them at our houses growing and they're six, eight inches big now. Wow. Like they look exactly like, right. And so some of them do that. They produce bulbies up top and they're miniature versions of mom and dad. And, 
you know, some of them produce offsets around the base. It, they're, they're kind of an interesting plant. And then you have some like, uh, you know, agave ovatifolia that they don't produce offsets, that they don't produce bulbies. It's a solitary plant, period. Mm. In very rare cases, I think they might, you know, do that. But uh, yeah. I'm fascinated by them uh, for sure. Something prehistoric, like we said on a previous episode. Yeah. yeah. It's like weird. Uh, it's funny. I've heard, I've had it come up a bunch of times when I'm talking to my lady and on the podcast that like something reminds us of like the time of the dinosaurs, like Jesse said, Yeah, you know? So there's actually, this is a kind of a cool fact, a fun fact is uh, there's a place it's called agave surf. Okay. Have you heard of that? And they take the inflorescence and they make surfboards out of them. Shut up. So what's crazy though is is so once the agave blooms and it's pretty much dead, it's got to go in the garbage. Uh-huh. But if you cut off the inflorescence in the larger agaves, it's a pretty big, round trunk. I mean, it's wood and it's re- it's heavy. It's it's all water or sugar probably. Mm. But if you if you sit it out and I, the first one that bloomed, I cut the the inflorescence off and I just leaned it up against my shed in the backyard. Like six months later, it was totally dried out. It, it's like balsa wood. I mean, it is wow. so incredibly light. And so these guys, agave surf and others, they go collect this stuff and they make these surfboards out of them. And they're, I mean, if you're listening, Google uh, agave surf, these surfboards are, are beautiful. They have like that really like light and dark gray. I mean, it is stunning. I'm and curious. Recycling. Yeah. No, yeah. Continue. So, you know, they, 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 uh, they use that stuff. Yeah. for that i mean it's, it's just an amazing you know recycle so every time i'm driving down the street and i see a bunch of agaves blooming you know my mother-in-law or somebody will comment yeah they can you make surfboards out of those <laughs> oh, cool yeah i wonder if they're replacing the foam or are they still using foam do you know i don't think they're using any foam wow i think they they use that they that and fiberglass i'm not sure what they yeah, yeah. they just coated it coated on the top yeah yeah I'm interested in that too. People that are repurposing that kind of stuff. I know they have cactus leather, right? Yeah, cactus yeah, and leather. I wish we could see it. So there's a a, a guy on Instagram that I, I connected with, a cacto, C A C T O. Okay. And he, you can see it in the screen there. It's a little card wallet. This is the wallet that I use, uh-huh. but this thing is made out of cactus. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, and, and you know, and I was thinking, I'll get it. it. You know, it is very, very well made, high quality like feels good and like i've been rocking it for like two months i mean and it's durable it looks new i mean it does yeah. it's beautiful yeah so i got that and they sell all kind of purses wallets you know passport covers all kind of cool stuff so you know it's amazing what you can do with this stuff i'm gonna have to check that out shout out to cacto yeah. yep that's cool um also the chola is it choya or chola how do how would you properly pronounce that I say Choya. Choya, yeah. That's yeah. probably the Spanish, the correct way to say it, right? That, that's the, that wood's cool, too. It is cool, yeah. yeah. They do a lot of terrariums, they can put that in terrariums and different things. But that Choya cactus, I'll tell you, that stuff is, is absolutely brutal. You seen that Oh man, YouTube yeah, I've gotten video in my fingers. That, yeah, there's a dude that was riding his 10-speed bike and ran right into a big patch of that stuff. He was literally covered in it. Man. I mean, that's just, Yeah. Yeah, the teddy bear ones yeah. are beautiful. I love those in the park in Joshua Tree National Park. Yeah, man. I keep I keep swearing off of uh, you know a puncha or you know paddle cactus or whatever. I keep swearing off and saying because I just I get jacked up by those. Yeah, you know the the glockids just are the worst. Yeah, and I was someone commented on 
there was like somebody's hand with a bunch of blockades and like oh, i got you know, mad potters and... mad potter yeah. put up a, a a photo of her finger with a bunch of blockades yeah. in it today shout out yeah, to her i think someone commented you know that that their like their mother-in-law got a glocid under her eyelid or something and i'm just like that is just... <laughs> under her eyelid <laughs> yeah we require That's surgery <laughs> I'd rather take I'd rather take like a bat to the knees than that, you know. I won't lie, I've gotten bumps like that from uh one of those getting stuck under my skin. Like I, I was doing a lot of stuff with Opuntia at first when I first launched my Etsy shop, and I was getting them in, stuck under my skin, and I just leave them, dude. And they were ending up in my kids, they were ending up in my lady. Yeah, I had to put a stop to it. It was like they were everywhere. <laughs> they were yeah. all over the house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been stabbed pretty pretty. See, I'm I'm a no glove guy. Uh-huh. I've never been a glove guy. Bare hand. Just, it's just something about, you know, I, I think, A, I like having my an, hands in the dirt. I like being free. But, two, it's like it's really constricting. And yeah. so, you know, it, it, it's, I mean, I've just been worked over, you know, always from Sunday. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's a lot of agaves. I think, like, uh, I joke around with hidden agave. He posts pictures of uh, an agave macro acantha. Which mm-hmm. means like big spike, mm-hmm. and there's like something on the spikes that like that people call it like a protein or something, and like you get poked by one of those, that shit not only hurts but it, like it burns, like it's it's brutal. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather get poked by a cactus any day over a agave. Yeah, well, I'd like to get to a point where because you were saying I wish I could show you guys this, we can share screen. Like if we do this in the future, and if you ever want to have something you want to present, I could do a video option either on IGTV or on YouTube. I, th- I think that it, that this looks pretty good. I think we could do it. Yeah, you know, if we wanted absolutely. to, we made some plans yeah. and stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. Take you on a virtual tour of the backyard or something. That would be right? cool. Yeah. Or, and yeah, also, that's another thing I'd like to do is like go and feature. I did like a little reel of Vic the Prick's uh, garden. I went to his spot, yeah. but um, yeah, I would like to, uh, any guests that I have on or anybody that's willing to welcome me into their space. Uh, yeah, like uh, I'll, I'll reach out now. I would love to come, like film some stuff, and you know, share your garden on, on the page as, as well yeah. as interview you guys. So yeah, there's a lot of people so you, that you, I need to get to still, though. Yeah. So you peppered me with a few questions. So let, let's let's flip the script here, oh, Pat no. partner. Oh no. So so what what got you to start this, and kind of what's your your vision for? Yeah, give us the give us like your your definite purpose, man. What what is the purpose of this, and where do you want to take it? Yeah, um, I mean, it started with I, I, when I was young. I, I grew orchids, particularly vandas. I really like vandas. Um, I had like a lot of tropical plants. My Filipino side of my family influenced me heavily with uh, the tropical plants growing up. Plumeria. Uh, I grew cannabis for a number of years um, in like my late teens and early twenties. And then I had some succulents, but, uh, you know, I won't get too into it, but I, I, you know, I got caught up in addiction for a while and, uh, went to jail, uh, served six months in LA County men's central jail. And, um, when I got out, I noticed these plants that I had that survived the whole time I was gone, these succulents. And, um, I was amazed. I couldn't believe it. Nobody had watered them. Um, you know, I hadn't been taking care of them when I was home prior to getting locked up. Uh, I kind of had totally lost my connection with with anything my capability to be connected with anything and so reviving that it was an apuntia monacanta i know the randomest fucking plant ever but i have some and uh i believe i got it at home depot like fucking six seven years ago and uh yeah so i revived that plant and brought it back to life and then jokingly was like telling my lady um 
I want to take a cutting and root it and sell it. See what happens of this random ass plant. So I did. Mm -hmm. And one cell turned into two, into three, and now it's up to 300. And it's for fun, for sure. But it also like, it, it's helping me like build my own collection. And, you know, it gives me a little bit more focus on the plants than I may be just caring for my own garden because I also have to worry about other people's stuff that I'm trying to offer you know so um yeah ultimately I would love to I I work full-time as a substance abuse counselor and I I dread it uh honestly I'm over talking about it I'm over addiction I'm, I'm, I'm like it's nice to help people believe me it's very fulfilling but um I just don't see it being my forever thing I don't think it was meant to be my forever thing so um yeah, ultimately, I'd like to go full-time plant dealer of some sort, whether that be wholesale, retail, online, or all of the above. Um, I would love to do that. Uh, and with the podcast, uh, just bringing us all together, you know, uh, networking, having the opportunity for all of us to express ourselves and connect uh, is the main purpose. I, I will be honest, I will eventually add ads to it because I pay like $15 a month for Zoom and I've you know, I made some investments to make this happen. So I'll probably will add ads and monetize the podcast. But, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get rich or get famous. Um, I'm just trying to have fun and connect with like-minded people. And, you know, I have another podcast too that I work on and, uh, yeah, I've been blessed to be, you guys have been so receptive. I, I can't believe how receptive and, and open everybody has been with me. It, it's been cool. Like, you are probably one of the top dogs, in my opinion, in the in the local community, especially. And, you know, you came to me uh, treating me like an equal. And I appreciate that a lot. That's cool. You know, and, and what a great purpose. Right. And I think that's what all of us strive to do is work on something that we're in love with and we have passion about, you know, yeah. and, and to hear you go after your dream and your goal with everything you have i think that's that's awesome um it's a little known fact so what city do you live in long beach you're in long beach okay so i worked in behavioral health for seven years okay and and march 31st will be 24 years uh for me okay congratulations yeah, so we come yeah we're come we come from the same yeah we're cut from the same cloth which i think again there's other similarities with some of the other guests i think you know so sure it, it's crazy. The universe is That's fucking crazy. It is, it is right. Yeah. Talk about divine it, it, intervention. And that, and this, it goes deeper than just with me, you know. And I think it's, you know, it's it, it's weird for me, you know. Your comment about you know, top dog or whatever, you know, it's it's. I mean, it's a compliment. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. But it's just I'm just doing me, right? Yeah. And so what I think is is awesome is I always say this. I'm the same guy at work when I do IT, and I'm the same dude. Like if if I didn't know we, we like cactus together and we were over at the local target, it, I'm the same guy. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what I, what I think has been awesome is Instagram and the plant community has given me a forum to be crazy for cactus, to be that guy. Right. And mm -hmm. there's nothing cra crazy about me other than I'm freaking ridiculously passionate. Like that's yeah. what's driving all this. Right. And if people didn't like it and there wasn't, you know, people being receptive or there wasn't, you know, people inviting me into their homes and seeing their stuff like, you know, perhaps I wouldn't do it, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's been a, a wild ride of just meeting 
people from all walks of life and seeing, you know, incredible collections of plants and, you know, just enjoying, enjoying this ride for sure. Yeah. You know, it goes without saying, I mean, if, if you know me, I'm an open book and uber responsive and, you know, I reply and, you know, invite people over and collaborate and they'll tell you where I'm going. And like, there's no, with me, I've kind of coined it. There's really no secrets. Right. Uh -huh. And so, you know, I just, I enjoy the community. Uh -huh. Right. And so I guess, you know, what's next is I'm just continuing to look for freaking awesome people to meet and hang out with places to go. You know, I mean, I've got these little pockets of people that I've met here and there and, you know, some, some older folks. That's one thing it's, you know, uh, I gravitate sometimes to the, to older folks, Yeah. you know, and, and I think that just, you know, that, that era, that time, the different set of eyes, mm -hmm. you know, is pretty cool. So, you know, for me, I'm just, I'm out there searching, right. I, I always say that there's, there's, for me, there's never been a shortage of cool plants. Like if I've really wanted something like generally mm -hmm. I find someone who knows where they're at or, you know, whatever, but you know, for me, it's, it's about the experience. And I posted something the other day of like my shelf. I did like this euphoria shelf and I added like a third board on it. Mm -hmm. And when I went to post the picture, I tagged and I tagged, I don't know, 12 or 15 different people. And like, I didn't even have to think about it or go research, who, you know, I know exactly who I got those plants from. I know exactly where I was, you know, who I got that from it, under what circumstance, probably know how much I paid for it, you know, whatever. Right. And somebody commented, they're like, man, that's so cool. You remember where you got your plants from? Like that's, it, it's, that's the story. Yeah. Right. So, you know, the plants are, are the anchor in all this. It's the, it's the, the, the physical manifest It's the piece that ties it all together but there's a story around what I was doing, where I was in my life, who yeah. I met, where, you know, the, the whole piece, I think. And that's really what, for me, it, it's all about is, you know, it would be freaking boring if there was a Walmart for plants and I could go get any plant. I, like I would, that would suck. Yeah. You know, um, for me, you know, or if, if the plant community dried up and it was just, very transactional or yeah. you know there's some nurseries that you know there's owners that are are less than affectionate let's just say yeah, or for sure some that are, you know if that was the case i'd probably go collect pokemon cards or you know i mean mm, i would go do something mm. else you know um but for me it's really that's the experience i want to experience the walking into the nursery excited about the potential of finding something awesome and then interfacing with the owner or the people and then running into somebody that I know from Instagram and saying hi, and then shooting a bunch of pictures and not, I can't wait till I get home to see how good my pictures are, you know, and post some of those and then tag everybody. Hey, it was great to meet you and see you and check out this cool plant. And like, that's the kind of the whole thing for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I've never really stopped. I mean, I have, but it makes me really stop and take a moment to like appreciate how each individual plant has a different story, how many hands it may have touched before it got to you. Um, whose, whose vessel did you connect it with? Um, where did you get, you know, I'm even getting everything down to like, uh, dressing from, from certain individuals in the community, you know, and all these different yeah. people that tie it together. I, I understand completely what you're saying. And yeah, I appreciate sure. that a lot, you know, yeah. for sure. Um, so I, t I mentioned Jeremy Spath earlier, you know, 
one of his hashtags he he used to put, I think he still puts is there's no end to cool plants, right? Mm -hmm. He always would put that, right? And there really isn't, right? And I think it's it's certainly the succulents or the cactus and that sort of the group, right, is what brings us together. That's our interest, right? Mm -hmm. But there are so many varieties underneath that umbrella that there is no end to cool plants that you can go, you know, you can be into Dorstenias one day and then the next day you're into Turbinicarpus and then the next day you're into columnar cactus and then the next day you're into you know euphorbias you know or agaves aloes i mean there's like it is wide and, and deep and you know there's people that'll meet you halfway and you know people that are specializing in this stuff and you know i've never met a, a passionate enthusiastic plant person that i didn't like mm. and there's nothing better than rolling up on somebody generally an older person yeah that maybe you get an inkling that they might be a little grumpy or whatever yeah and you just you say something or you do something and you just see it where you just connect man yeah and what, what you thought was going to be a 15 minute in and out and grab a plant perhaps turns into an hour and a half long conversation about plants and life and you know yeah. everything under the sun it's yeah, happened I mean, so many times. Makes people light up. I mean, if people could see my facial expression but watching your passion, I mean, I'm looking at you as that same situation, you know. Uh, and, yeah, you've been making me light up and getting me excited, man. That's yeah. cool to see how passionate you are. And I'm sure you're full of wisdom. And I hope that you'll continue to, you know, share it with me. And maybe we can, like, pick topics or, you know, get something, cover a certain area, whatever it is. You know, maybe people can make suggestions. I, I considered that, like, putting on my story – if you have questions for, for crazy for cactus, like post them here, you know? So, yeah, I don't know if you'd be open to something like that, but I would be completely open to that. And I'm okay. open to you cru cruising from long beach to Anaheim Hills and coming and hanging out here and Fuck shoot yeah. something in the backyard. And, you know, you could really see, like, I could try to describe it, but the, you know, the, the madness that is, you know, it's madness. Yeah. It's a beautiful area. I used to work up there. Yeah. I worked at a facility up there called Canyon view. We had goats on the property. Yeah. It was fucking gorgeous. Yeah. 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 We so my wife and I we both grew up here, uh, went to high school here, and then we both we dated in high school, and then we split up, and then we went and did college and things, and then ironically we both ended up living in Newport Beach, mm. un unbeknownst to us, um, and that's where we reconnected, and we lived it. Uh, then we moved and we got a cool little place in Corona del Mar, um, and then we got married, and that's where we moved to the house in Rancho Santa Margarita, and then we were looking for somewhere else to to settle in, having kids, and you know, Anaheim Hills was such a beautiful place to grow up and the schools are great. And my in-laws are up the hill. And my mom is, is close. And so, you know, we decided to, uh, to move back here. And so people always ask, they're like, Hey, you know, you were living in Anaheim Hills and then you left. Why did you leave and come back? And I said, well, you know, I needed to leave long enough for the statute of limitations to run out so that I can leave. <laughs> <laughs> crimes you committed when you were yeah. a kid. <laughs> well, what's, what's hilarious though, is like, you know, I'm in neighborhoods that we used to rolling and so like one of my one of my good friends uh you know he was rolling down the street you know and he honks and he's like, hey crutcher like what's up buddy and so he's like parked in the middle of the street and like I, I walk out there we're just bullshitting hey john how are you good man everything good yeah and then a uh, another car comes in behind him and just lays on the horn and he, and he someone yells out the window get out of the road asshole you know, and it was another it was another guy that we went to high school with like it just it was awesome yeah you know? yeah so we're, we're back full circle and, you know, we run into people now and again, but, uh, you know, wouldn't have it any other way. 
it's interesting how life always does that. So everything's cyclical. That's something that yep. I've definitely seen. Well, man, that's awesome. So where does your heart lie? Um, euphorbia, agave, cactus. I would, I would say it, it lies with euphorbia. Okay. So my very first love, when I will always love, is agave. That's where I cut my teeth. Mm-hmm. Euphorbia is is who I'm in love with right now, but I'm thinking about having, I've been having an affair with a little bit of everything else. I've been hitting with cactus and aloes and stuff. So, you know, I I forget where I was. I was saying, they're like, oh, what are you into? And I said, you know, I'm kind of all over the place right now. I'm I'm into anything. So, you know, I I just, any cool plant that looks cool that, that, that speaks to me or resonates, you know, Mm-hmm. Like I was down at uh, Green Touch Nursery in uh, Bellflower today. I picked up a couple of little, little cactus, little turbine cact, uh, carpus. Okay. And then the other day we were down at Hunter Cactus Quest, and I were down in San Diego messing around. I picked up some awesome, beautiful aloe plant. Mm. You know, I so, love aloe. Yeah, I love aloe. Yeah, they're beautiful. Some of the hybrids are pretty, pretty amazing. You know, like some Kelly Griffin stuff that these guys are doing is pretty pretty amazing well i appreciate you doing this brother a lot yeah no it's my pleasure i was looking forward to it and i calendared this thing and i was like tell the wife and the kids yelling out this outside hey be on a podcast man you know yeah <laughs> i'm running out of steam i guess so i guess that'll be it for today but um you know we'll definitely do this again if you're open to it and yeah i'd love to come uh, down yeah you're you're welcome anytime man i appreciate that man thank you yeah. so much Hey, you got a good start, man. You've got you already pulled some some really great interviews, some really great content, good stuff. Man. I, I support you and everything you're doing, man. If there's anything you need from me to, you know, I'm I'm here for you. Thank you so much. If everybody could yeah. please like, review, and subscribe, or and hit that share button, I would really appreciate that. You can find Kevin or Crazy for Cactus. It's at Crazy the number four and then Cactus, correct? Yes, sir. All right, on Instagram. Thank you so much, Kevin. Yeah, thank you. euphoria plant we just saw. <laughs> you know.